couple years down the road, you wake up. It's a, it's a Wednesday morning. Like 10, 15 a.m. Nice. You don't, you don't have use for an alarm, you know. Why? You just don't. Don't really. So on a Wednesday, I can just wake up. Yeah. Late as fuck, and it's no big deal. Yeah. On most days, really, you can just kind of wake up, and it's not too big of a deal, you know? Why? That's just kind of how your life is, you know? But why? Because you, you really don't have, like, a lot of, like, personal or professional obligations. Okay. Just, like, kind of what you do, you know, doesn't really require you to keep the same schedule as most other people. Sure. You don't really have the same schedule as, as most other people. And why would you, after all, being Mr. Wavy Lays? <laughs> Yeah. And a couple of years from now, you become the face of wavy lays. You know, like when I say when I say progressive, you think of flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. You when, when people think when people say potato chip, the face that comes to mind is yours. Your lips closing around a crunchy <laughs> wavy lay. All right. Cool, I guess. Because um, about a year from now, uh, you're uh, you witness like an accident on the interstate, and you see somebody like get hit by by a car, and Jeez. you were like right near the hospital, so you were like Good Samaritan. You like made sure they were okay. You got them in the car. And you like drove them to the emergency room, right? And they were in like they were in like pretty bad shape. So like, you're kind of like hanging out. You feel like invested at this point, you know? Wow. You, uh, you like, you hang out there. You're in the, in the waiting room. You just want to make sure that, that she's going to be okay. Okay. And it's like super, super packed. It's like super busy at the hospital that night. Um, People are running around like crazy. Like, it's just like, it's an insane emergency room in Austin on a Friday night, you know? And, uh, at one point, this doctor's like running, like to see from, from one patient to another. And he's just sprinting through the hospital, just yeah. like hauling ass, stethoscope, just wow. bobbing around his neck, barely fucking hanging on. <laughs> like a cowboy at six seconds on the clock, barely hanging on. And he's running through the fucking hallway and he just like stops. He clutches his chest and he falls to the ground and everybody gets dead quiet. Wow. Everybody just stops what they're doing and they look at this doctor. This guy who is like leading the charge on this really busy night in the emergency room. Yeah. And you just come walking through the side door. And uh, you you take a, a wavy lay out of a chip you just bought from uh, like one of the vending machines. Yeah. And you didn't really see what was going on, so you just enter this room and you crunch down on that chip so hard that that doctor's heart starts again. <laughs> and 
he bounds back up and he goes, oh, my word. Oh, my word. He says, That's what he says. He, says, he comes back to life and he says, oh, he, my word, Aaron. Yeah. He says, oh, my word. He goes, what happened? And somebody says, uh, the man ate the chip and the chip saved your life. <laughs> And then uh, everybody turned to you, and you just go. Who said? Hold on. Huh? Who said that? His name was uh, Tomer, Thomas Skitterbing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a third generation welder. Lost his job. His wife walked out. <laughs> he tried to hang That's himself, fucking... but he failed at home. Yeah, hurt right. his neck pretty bad, and he's waiting to see somebody. And he doesn't appreciate the questioning. Okay, sorry. So they're like, you know, he explains that it's you, and you. Everybody looks at you, and you just go, "Hey, don't thank me. Thank Wavy Lays." Okay. And it was all caught on tape. And the people at Wavy Lays see it and are like, "Holy shit! This man saved a life! Like we have visual proof that our chips can save lives." So you become Mister Wavy legs you didn't know it yet but on that night your life changed forever you picked that woman off the highway yeah that doctor uh, that doctor got up and ran into her room yeah and uh ended up saving her life she walked out the next day with tears in her eyes and you were still there yeah just bags of bags and bags of wavy lays all around you. She walked out and she looked at and she looked okay. at you and yeah. she she looked at you and you looked at her and you kind of like perked up and she just knew that it was you and cool. you stood up and took a couple of steps toward her and she hugged you. And she said, thank you so much for saving my life. (laughs) You guys uh, end up exchanging information. Wow. And over the course of like a year and a half, you form like a deep, deep friendship with her. Okay. Right. You wind up eventually dating. And it turns into like a very serious relationship. Wow. And it just sort of like coincides with like you on your own personal ascent, you know? It coincides with you sort of really finding success and feeling success for the first time. Wow. So you, you, like, she feels like indelibly anchored to this, this emotion that you have. Okay. She comes to mean the world to you. Her name is Juliet Fum. Juliet Fum is her name. <laughs> Juliet, hold on, Fum? F U M M. Of the Fum family? <laughs> What's their deal? They were uh, the first people to think about turning cotton into candy. <laughs> They tried for years, but they would use like actual cotton and just try to sweeten it. <laughs> and like, no matter how much sugar they added to the cotton, it was still <laughs> cotton. And they tried for they tried for years, wow. and then uh, 
one day some guy was coming through town and uh, her dad was at a bar just drunk talking about this this pursuit that he's been on for half of his life of how to make cotton into candy. Yeah. And the guy goes, cotton candy, hey? And he like he had it figured out within like three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's made a fucking millions, you know? Wow. So either way, you fall in love with her. That's cool, I guess. You wind up uh, over the next decade, like representing the brand, you know, representing wavy lays everywhere you okay. went. You do speaking engagements. You were in a lot of commercials. Well, what am I speaking engagements? What do you mean? You do like a lot of corporate work. Am I doing? I'm, but I'm not doing stand up. I'm doing. No, you're doing stand up. Like oh, you, okay. Like 10, 10 years in, you're a known commodity. You're Mr. Wavy Lays, but did you also know he's a stand-up comedian? It's one of those. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can hire it- you can hire Mr. Wavy Lays to come to your business and perform for 90 minutes. Is it a thing where it's like uh, I have to be um, clean or I have to not talk about this or that or so, just, just an actor? Nor- normally – those things are like corporate clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you started, like when you started out doing corporate work, you said to your corporate agent, you're like, look, I'm never going to be corporate clean. I'm going to do this my way. Okay. And it costs you some work in the beginning. But now that you're like a known commodity, you are reaping the rewards. So you're going to get to go Fuck. do 90 minutes of anything you fucking want. And guess what? There's going to be a big, fat fucking paycheck at the end of it for you. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, how big? I mean, depends. You know, sometimes uh, you you don't, you honestly, at this point, you don't get out of bed to go do like a corporate gig for less than 7,500 bucks. Jeez. You know, and like there are times when you've, you're like, you've like doubled that easy. And then some. Wow. On some okay. stuff. So you're making like pr- you're making like real good money doing a handful of corporate shows a year. You got your Mr. Wavy Lays <laughs> obligations. You're making yeah. a you're making about a altogether so I'd say in the ballpark of like seven hundred and fifty K. Ten years from now. Wow. Wow. So at age 45, I finally start making some money. No, I mean, that that's like you start making some money in a couple of years when you become Mr. Wavy Lays. But 10 years from now, you're making like real good money. Oh, I see. Okay. I yeah. see what you mean. You've been yeah, doing so ten, this for so, a little while. So I start doing okay. And then you're saying 10 years from now, I, yeah, okay. You're okay, doing, okay. yeah, you're doing, you're at this point, 10 years down the road, you're doing just fine that fucking rules that's uh the best news i could have ever gotten from anyone ever money wise like you are doing so good what about emotional uh, emotionally wise uh, you know there's a give and take you know <laughs> no, I don't. you um the better you do financially the more that like it kind of stresses your personal relationships you know your marriage yeah. Uh, and it, it can be, it can feel really rocky at times, you know, because okay. your, your schedule can be so erratic and like you've had to cancel plans before, uh, things that meant a lot to her. You end up like, 
you know, kind of looking like an asshole sometimes. Just kind of how you like, you, you always put work first and you have always put work first because your, your logic behind it is like, well, I don't do it a lot and it's, it it makes everything else here run and it, you know, the money's good. It's a, it's a small price to pay for the lifestyle that you get to lead, which is a nice one. (laughs) Really? Yeah, dude, you've got a you've got a great house, like just outside of the city. You uh, you in Austin, you make enough to where you can just like you love the city, you know, you love being there. You you have uh, an agreement in place to buy the Velveeta room, really, and run it yourself. Yeah, is Michael Park still around? It will all one hundred percent. He's what does been, he say? He's been growing his ponytail this whole time. <laughs> what is his reaction when I go, hey, Michael Park, I, I bought the, the the valve. I bought it. He turns his head to you very slowly because he's got most of his ponytail tucked up into his cap. And he goes, Pat, I've been waiting years for you to say that. And then he... <laughs> He uh, takes his beret off and just unfurls his luscious, luscious locks. Oh, my God. And it's the first time he's looked free in a long time. Wow. So, like, things are going pretty good. You know what I mean? Holy, I mean, you're it making, sounds like it. You're making real good money. You're you're saving a bunch. You're living this wonderful lifestyle with a woman you love. Although that's, like like I said, kind of kind of rocky, you know? Oh, why? They're because, you know, like I said, you, you just have to, like, spend some time away every now and then. You know what I mean? You've really prioritized your career really heavily over the last decade. And, you know, she's even told you that she doesn't feel as appreciated as she'd like to be, you know? Fuck, that sucks. But you've just had, like, all these demands and you, like, have, like, kept your head down and you've worked really hard to carve out a wonderful future for yourself. So you decide, like, okay, you planned a vacation. The two of you guys are going to go, like, to a resort, like an all-inclusive thing, you know? Fuck yeah. All the, anything you want. Go, going to go to this resort? Yeah, yeah. Any, it's all-inclusive, anything you want to have, right? You're going to be there for a whole week. It's just going to be the two of you. You've made a rule, like, no email. You know, no like work talk. Oh wow! Okay. You know, nothing. That sounds wonderful. You think that, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna. You know yourself that you're like gonna have to kind of unplug. You've told like your people, like, hey, here's the deal. I'm going. Like, this means a lot to my marriage. This is very important to me. Like, please let me have this time. And and uh, you're saying, and I love my wife. You you do, but you like you recognize that, like, man, after a decade of marriage, that you you know it's it's just kind of what happens to people. You know your your relationship is, is the the plates are tectonic. You know they're just kind of always slowly moving, and okay. and like you next thing you know, you look up a decade in and. Yeah, you just kind of do the work stuff and tell her later. You just kind of prioritize that because that's just your mode. That's just kind of the gear that you have built inside of you. Wow. 
So you're going to go on this week-long holiday, just the two of you. You go, uh, it's like a little, very exclusive resort in Jamaica. Okay, what's it called? It's called The Gem of the World, a Lanolax Resort. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you guys. Is it good? Oh, is it good? Is water wet? Is the sun hot? Jeez. Do you love the way the wind whips across your skin? Yeah, it's fucking good, Pat. Okay, I was just asking. I don't know. Sorry. So you get there, right? You land. You get a car service that takes you right to the resort. They've got you guys in like the nicest room in the whole place. Jeez. It's got it's got a big like hot tub tub in it, you know. It's got a mini bar unlocked. <laughs> yeah. There's a the little padlock on top of the fridge. And there's a note that says, left it unlocked for you. And then a winky face. <laughs> they want you to know, man, whatever you want. Yeah. Just do it. Okay. Well, that rules. I open it up immediately. You open it up. You see that the, there's a, you know, just all kinds of different drinks, juices, water. Yeah. There's some, it's just some booze bottles, you know. Honestly, I probably pound a water. You grab a you grab a water, you chug it. I right? drink a lot of water, dude. Yeah. I'm diabetic. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so your first day in Jamaica yeah. is like fantastic. You know, you you and the missus, like you went on like a little hike kind of around the resort area. Uh you got to like take a big tour, see where everything was. They had this fantastic dinner and like a, like a show. It was like a resort night out. You know what I mean? You just kind of went out. You had a bunch of drinks everywhere you went. Just the two of you guys spending time together. Day one in paradise. You go back to the room feeling more connected than you felt in a long time. And that connection manifests itself that night, Pat. You and your beloved make sweet, sweet love. Hell yeah. Well, that hot Jamaican air just crawled across your bare ass. <laughs> what? You made love all over the suite in the hot Gross. tub. Frankly, it was the best sex you can remember. <laughs> yeah you go to sleep in the early morning hours and you wake up to like like your phone vibrating you look over it's got a it says mitch which is uh your agent his name's uh mitch uh waller oh yeah yeah All right. he uh you answer yeah of course you answer and you go, Hey, what's up, Mitch? And Mitch goes, Pat. Oh man. He goes, Hey, are you sitting down right now? And you're like, I'm laying down. And he goes, ha, yeah, my man. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of like a bro. 
<laughs> that fucking sucks so bad. You just kind of like laugh and like roll your eyes. You know, he goes, sure. he's like, hey, have you ever heard of that little drink called Pepsi? Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm aware. And he's like, they want you. He goes, you got to get your ass back here. They want you. They want to make you. They want to put you in a commercial spot that's wow. going to go nationwide. We're talking big time bucks here, man. Let's do it. He I like a, Pepsi way more than Coke. You but go, also, even if I didn't, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. So you go, fuck it. Yeah, let's do 35. it. 35. You, uh, he, he, he's like, all right, I'll send you the paperwork. I'll, I'll get tickets ready for you guys. Uh, uh, I'll let you know as soon as I hear anything. He goes, it'll probably be tomorrow. Okay. He goes, all right, I'll talk to you later. You hang up. Goodbye. You hang up. Big fucking smile on your face. (laughs) You're in bed in the morning. You look over and your wife is like looking at you. She goes, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's probably weird. And you go, "Uh, Pepsi like wants to like, you know, like work with me. And she's like, so we're calling this trip short. And you're like, yeah, it's going to be like a huge, like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just storms out. No, no, come back. I'll she just, she fucking better. leaves. Damn it. You think, son of a bitch, you did it again. Yeah. You put yourself first. You put on your uh, shoes. You go walking around the resort. You walk up to this little bar. Doesn't look like there's yeah. anybody inside. You walk in. It's pretty dark in there. It's like old, dark wood bar, you know? Sure. A couple stools, like bolted down. that spin back and forth. Okay. You take a seat at one. They're playing like, they're playing uh, some Willie Nelson. Nice. On the jukebox. Bartender comes up to you. He goes, uh, what do we have, sir? Uh, I'd love a Jameson and uh, a Guinness, please. He goes, coming up. So you're sitting there. He puts a Jameson and a Guinness in front of you. You're just kind of like staring off into space, like thinking about your wife, you know? Sure. You take the Jameson, take a sip of the beer. Guy down at the end of the bar, older guy, gray hair. He goes, oh, man. He goes, I know that look. Yeah. He stands up, takes a couple steps down, sits down at the bar. He goes, I've been there before, my man. Okay. Kind of like leans his beer in. You guys clink beers. Okay. He goes, what'd you do? And you tell him, like. Yeah. Oh, I tell him. Yeah. Put my career first, all this stuff. Came here, did it anyways. And he's he kind of strokes his gray beard. Yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, I, I know that one too. He goes, I was a. Uh, he goes, I was in higher education. <laughs> talk about a talk about a waste of time sometimes, you know. <laughs> okay. He'll spend a lot of nights grading papers. You know, writing a book to get pumped to my PhD. <laughs> Because I should have focused more on the little things. He kind of he kind of turns to you. He goes, "You do look familiar." He goes, "Where are you from?" 
Uh, I'm from Northern Virginia, but for the last decade, I've lived in Austin, in Texas. He goes, uh, he goes, where'd you go to school? Northern Virginia? Uh, what, what grade? He goes, where'd you go to, like, junior high? Cooper Middle School, bitch. He says Cooper Middle School at the same time. He goes, you're Pat Dean. He reaches yeah. his hand out. He goes, he goes, I don't know if you remember me or not. Yeah. He goes, my name's Dr. Dodge. Dr. Dodge Caravan. <laughs> you look at this guy, and he was a uh, substitute teacher in, yeah. uh, in your in your school when you were a kid. His name was uh his name was Dr. Dodge Caravan. Wait, and what do you mean by that? His last name is Caravan. Yeah, his first name is Dodge. His Why did they name him that? Him he was named that before the Dodge Caravan ever came out. He was there long before that. In fact, it ruined him. He was like in academia <laughs> and when when like Dod the Dodge Caravan first came out, it, it fucking wrecked his so life. Bad. I bet it did. It yeah, ruined that, that his that life. Sucks so bad. So he had to leave academia and fucking be a substitute teacher. You know. So what? Who cares? So I'm just saying, like, it, it changed his life forever. But he, you remember him being like a nice, cool guy. You know. Cool. Okay. You remember he cool. was always like nice. Yeah. And he goes. <laughs> he goes. Yeah, I remember you and your brother. He goes. Oh, you guys were good kids. He goes. You know. I, he goes. I always. I always knew growing up. He goes. Like, I could tell who the good ones were. He goes. I think deep inside of you, deep inside of you, there's a good husband, a good father, and a good man. Jeez. And he looks at you dead in your fucking eyes. And he goes, yeah. Pat, what do you want out of life? Do you want to love this woman you've loved? Or do you want to work this job? What's more important to you? I want to love this woman I love. He kind of like sits up straight in his chair. Love is incredible. You say that to him, he tips his beer back and he goes, well, you better go call her. Yeah. And you think, yeah, I better go call her. He takes a sip of his beer. You step out to the back patio. You're looking out over like the, like the fucking ocean. Yeah. You're looking out, right? You're hearing just like the sound of waves. You hear just like the pristine beauty of a place, you know, and you call your your wife. Wow. You hear it ring, hearing once, you hear it ring twice, and she says hello. You, she sounds like she's been crying. Wow. What do you say to her? Are you okay? She goes, "Yeah, I'll I'll be okay." What do you tell her? Man, I don't even know. Would you apologize for, you know, on this trip, violating the, the rule of like, oh, yeah, not yeah, work, yeah. doing Instantly. work. I would, I, I would go. I'm so sorry that I violated that. Uh, the rules. I'm sorry, man. It's not me normally. And she goes, that's been you this whole time. Dang. And you're kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get better, you know? You're like, yeah. you're like, it's hard. I feel like I have a, I have an obligation to, to be this person and to, sure, you know, to, to have this career and like say yes to everything. And you're like, the only thing I should have been saying yes to was right in front of me this whole time. And she comes walking around a corner and she sees yeah. you. She's got tears in her eyes. 
you got tears in your eyes. Holy shit. You like open your arms and you start running towards her. And uh, nice. you, you're just like running and she's like running towards you and you run and you're t- like just like three steps and then you just get fucking run over by a silver 1997 Dodge Caravan. You feel it. You feel, you feel just the grill just press right into your cheek as you're just running. You just ran without even looking and you got Come hit on. by Dr. Dodge Caravan who was driving yeah. a Dodge Caravan. Fuck. You feel that grill, just the Dodge imprint, it's right on your cheek. When uh, when you lay there on the ground, when they come to pick your body up, you just see the imprint of like a Dodge. <laughs> that little Dodge emblem, just that ramp, like it headbutted you. And you yeah. fucking died right in the parking lot in Jamaica. The last thing you hear is just your wife, like, screaming. And then you die. <laughs> That's it. That is fucking rough, dude. I'm not going to lie. Dr. Dodge Caravan. (laughs) Just an abrupt death at the end. Just getting run over by a car. (laughs) 